us. Tonight, we turn our attention once again for just a few moments to Mary's song, Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 46 again. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit is rejoiced in God, my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He's put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He's filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. You know, the word remember, it's an interesting word. It's an interesting word because really it it can be used in two somewhat distinct ways. I mean, in one sense, we can talk about remembering something that we forgot. You're you're in that moment where you see a face that you recognize and it's killing you, right? Who is this individual? Where have I seen him before? And when do you remember it? At two in the morning, right? You wake up and yes, I remember we, we use the word remember to sometimes indicate we have forgotten something. Sometimes we use the word remember to indicate we did not forget something. You make a run to the grocery store and you come home. Honey, did you remember the milk? Yes, I remembered the milk. It's not that I forgot and then remembered. This is a sign that I accomplished something I was supposed to. Right. We use the word remember in this way in a number of instances. We remember somebody's birthday. We remember somebody's anniversary, though some of you may forget that and remember it. All right. But nonetheless, remember is a word that we use in two different ways. Now, that's important because as we get to our last point, theological reality of the Magnificat, as Mary has taken us through this profound song of praise and adoration to the greatness and glory of God, uh, to, to this God who, is, who has now intervened in human history to bring about the fulfillment of the promise that he made and has been making for 2,000 years up to this point. Mary understands this. Elizabeth understands this. Even in the words that we just had read to us in this encounter between Elizabeth and Mary, Elizabeth even says, Why has the mother of my Lord come to me? She understands. Mary understands. This is a pivotal, historic moment. Life is about to change dramatically. And this song reflects this. 
And we've looked at some of these declarations that Mary has made, these, this, this act of magnification that Mary has offered to the Lord. We've noted the great glory of God in the first few verses. We've, we've talked about the, the, the intervening goodness of God. And this morning, then, we looked at the saving purposes of God. There's one final truth, and that is the sovereign faithfulness of God. So Mary wraps this up again in rather typical Hebrew poetry kind of fashion. She gets the style right. She has the content right. She understands that the way this works, this could be lifted out of Luke and made into Psalm 151. And we'd never know the difference, right? I mean, this this is poetry as the Hebrews recognized it. And so she wraps all of this up with this concluding statement and, and it is a profound way then to bookend what she has said. She began this section of the Magnificat where she expanded beyond just what God has done for her to the fact that God has, has, has done a great thing. He's shown mercy to those who fear Him from generation to generation. And so she comes back on that theme again in verse 54. He has helped His servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. I love the way the text says that. That is so very specific. And it's important that we understand the way the word remember is used is different. God is not now recalling something that he otherwise had forgotten. It's not like God was in heaven and looked down on earth and thought, you know what? I've not done something with that whole Messiah thing. I recall some time ago, you know, saying some stuff about seed and Messiah and I'll be their God. They'll be my people. You know what? I forgot all about it. Let's pick back up with that. That was a really good plan. Why don't we keep doing that? This isn't something that God forgot that all of a sudden occurred to him at two in the morning. When it says he remembered us according to His mercy. This means God never forgot. It was only going to happen according to His sovereign timing. Everything was going to happen just right. Which, if you want to hear more about this, I'd come next Sunday morning. Because Zacharias, the next author of a psalm of Christmas, will give us a profound picture of this sovereignty of God in fulfillment with the coming of John the Baptist. But Mary does the same thing here in making it clear that what God is doing here is not something brand new, off the wall. It's not like the whole Old Testament was plan A and my goodness, that failed. So let's do a plan B thing. God has remembered His servant and His mercy. And He's been faithful just as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever, Mary recognizes this is the sovereign work of a sovereign God. God has been controlling the affairs of history to ensure that at just the right time and in just the right way, his purpose would be fulfilled. Again, I love the language that's used here. In remembrance of His mercy. Because really, that could be followed by a lot of things, couldn't it? Is mercy the only way God relates to the world? No. It's not. God could have done stuff in remembrance of a lot of things, and the outcome would have been much different, right? 
God could have come in remembrance of our rebellion. God could have come in remembrance of His divine holiness. But God remembered His mercy. Church, is there any other brother or sister in Christ who's glad that God comes to you in remembrance of His mercy? Is this not the gospel of the Christmas message? This is a work of God. Keep in mind, church, when the Bible says things like, those who are walking in darkness have seen a great light, do not misunderstand this. This is not poor, innocent souls that are wandering around who who are the subject of great oppression. To say those walking in darkness is to say those who are dead and lost in their sin seen the light of salvation. God's mercy has broken on them in the birth of Christ. This is God's sovereign faithfulness. And to say that He's remembered us in His mercy is just a reminder to us. God does not do this out of obligation, but out of divine love for us. That is truly a wondrous mystery. That this is what God has done in order to save. As we celebrate Christmas, let's, let's keep this in mind. Again, this is not some random act of God. This is fulfillment of God's promises. This is sovereignty in action to ensure that His desired end comes to pass. As we worship together, that is indeed the God that we worship and the gospel that saves us. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we do thank you that you are a God who has remembered us in your mercy. We thank you, God, that that by the work of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we no longer stand before you as those destined to face judgment and wrath. We now have been transferred out of darkness and into light. We now are your people who once were not, who were once alienated from you, have now been brought near. Those who were dead have now been given life. Those who were in bondage have now been given freedom. And we thank you, God, that this was all part of your plan, that you remembered us in your mercy, that this child that we think about at Christmas is more than just a baby. This is the Son of God, born of the flesh, yet full in His divinity, who would one day take upon Himself the wrath for sins He did not commit, so that we could receive in ourselves the righteousness that we could not earn. God, we come before You to again offer our lives to You as an act of worship and praise, thanking You that You are a God who has saved, that You have remembered us in Your mercy. And may we indeed... Take great joy and comfort and yet also be convicted by this goodness you have demonstrated to us. As then we seek to live lives so that we might walk in a manner that is worthy of the calling with which you have called us. That's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.